Rugby Banter and today your host is going to be me, Matt, and I'm joined by Ben. Hi there, Ben. Hello, Matt. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Yourself and with us is Phil. Hi there, Phil. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. And ra- uh, rounding out the quartet for now is Ant. How's it going? Good, good. And... Adam is somewhere being an experienced father, as far as I understand, so we must probably hear from him a bit later. Uh, the, amount of, the amount of comments Adam makes that he's just never going to live down, like when he called himself details. Look, and like, <laughs> he sets himself up for this. <laughs> like, he tees himself up so beautifully like for them. Have we deliberate. actually announced that Adam deleted our Twitter? Like, that should be... Oh, God, that came this, that was this week. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, Classic we forgot detail. about that. Classic details, he... And it still hasn't come back. Uh. I don't think it's going to come back. Um, he... Yeah, um, <laughs> just, just, just to summarize for everyone listening, um, Adam was trying to get us a blue tick on Twitter, which frankly I'm surprised we didn't already have one. Just Twitter didn't give it to us naturally. Um, and then as part of the blue tick process, he has to fill in our age. Our age. And instead of just putting his age, like it, no, not even our age, it was our date of birth. Yeah. He decided to put the date we first recorded, so that made us three years old or whatever. Twitter said, "Hey, we can't have three year three year olds on Twitter," which is a fair enough rule. Yeah, <laughs> granted, a three year old oh with the God. ability to go through the process to say they three, but anyway, yeah. So our Twitter account has been blocked. It looks like we're probably just going to have to start a new one and just scrap the old one. So, yeah, I'll keep your we'll, we'll keep, keep you posted your, because yeah. I'll, I think he has well, we, can't, we can't keep you posted because Twitter outfit has been yeah. deleted. Go follow Adam. Go find Adam's account. Yeah, yeah please go harass Adam. Go harass Adam. Ask, ask him. Ask him when, when we're going to tweet. Because, yeah, how are fans going to know when this episode comes out tomorrow morning? Mm. I mean, when all of three people like it, which is generally myself, uh, Adam and maybe Ben sometimes. Like yeah, the fuck. If we only, if we only <laughs> could add Todd to Twitter, we would increase our like ratio by like 25%. Yeah. <laughs> I am on Twitter. I just don't know how to use it. I mean, which I'm is telling fair. you, and and I know you into your Instagram or whatever, but Twitter's where it's happening with rugby banter. Huh? That's what I've heard. I've heard that Twitter's actually, you know, people are shifting. I don't know if it's an age thing, but like my contemporaries are finally getting, you know, onto the the late social media, but into Twitter. But they're saying that that's that's where it's at. So look, maybe maybe the Twitter's upgrade me. coming soon. Twitter's where you go just have depressing arguments about politics and or rugby. So, yeah. That's the funniest thing about going onto Alex's Twitter. It's, it's either really good rugby banter or like really depressing political <laughs> discourse. You're just like, it's a really God. funny mix. Yeah. But, but I'm, yeah. Sure, I'm sure you could probably track from Alex's Twitter when he got a job in government. <laughs> when he just kind of became completely just like disillusioned with politics. Like when he started working for City of Cape Town. Because he used like, to kind to of have day. these good like theoretical arguments and now he's just like, fuck it, nothing happens, no one does anything, who cares? Like, <laughs> the idealist <laughs> just disappeared and the realist came in. I wonder well, if... He was never... He was... He's never an idealist. I feel that's uh, anyone who knows Alex would know he's not yeah, an idealist. No, no. Fair enough. <laughs> no, but he, he was more sort of, you know, he was willing to kind of explore the theory or whatever. Now he's sort of, he's like a philosopher who knows the answer. It's just sad. <laughs> he's seen the invisible hand and he doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, he's seen, yeah, the, the hand is visible to Alex and he is not impressed. 
Um, yeah, it's actually perfect one. Uh, per, uh, it's perfect segue. Speaking of hands, apparently Saru has gone to World Rugby with cap in hands, asking for a payday advance because it, so that's what the reports are from report funnily enough um they're saying that saru has requested that world rugby pay them their that amount that they normally get every year i don't know what what the word we want to call whatever but every nation gets whatever and saru is apparently asking for it in as an advance right now and possibly any savings that they've also got saved up up until this point because essentially all the franchises have hit up sorry for an advance on their their cash for next year it sounds like every like tenant in their rent yeah no but the best part is it's like this article is like blackmailing essay and all that and then they're like oh by the way pretty much every rugby nation has done it this year so far yeah that's what i it doesn't yeah, sound but, like but a, i feel i feel you know, in a way though we're the last to do it so we should actually be applauded we also the last to play international rugby. I think Canada's going to have an international match before us. <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel, I feel it is a bit cheeky to say, hey, you know, the union we part of, the rugby, whatever it's called, world rugby. World rugby. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, yeah, we haven't contributed anything to world rugby in whatever 400 days. But hey, we made the the. Um... Chasing the Sun documentary, that's pretty good. That's a good yeah. yeah. Probably the best yeah, the best like viewing in rugby terms. Yeah, definitely. I'd rather watch I'd rather watch Chasing the Sun than Australia versus Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are probably a lot of things you'd rather watch too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I'm a bit of a purist, eh, Paul. Like I didn't think it was that bad. That's true. It's still a yeah. yeah. It wasn't a terrible match. We'll, get, we'll there. get there. We'll, we'll get there. Actually all all the games are fucking grim. Sweet. I think maybe yeah, the shine, the of, shine of post-COVID rugby is maybe wearing off, Ben, and you're now used to watching rugby again. Yeah, the Amazonian ones were poor, but yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's jump to, while I'm here, the same article. So, franchise bosses in SA are excited because they're hoping uh, Ramaphosa will green light, allowing fans not necessarily back in the stands, but in the suites. At the stadiums for Curry Cup. That sounds um, elitist. Yeah. It sounds deeply elitist, but it's apparently like the st- franchise bosses are like it's one third of their fucking ticket revenue is, st- is sweet revenue. Yeah, look, I mean, I can get, get the. Oh, no, no, sorry, no, not one third, not one third, third largest source of income. Sorry. Sorry, before I get in trouble, before so I get fact checked. It's, tic- it's tickets. Sponsorship? Sponsorship. Really TV right. No, but this is for franchises. For franchises, not for... They don't get TV right in the cash, surely. Surely they do. Don't they get a split of the Sands are part? They must. Really, they, they must, must only go suppose, to the But I suppose that's part of their, like... Sands gets the TV rights and then they divvy up the money that they... Well, well, no, that they it, makes, it makes it me worry, fun. though, because surely the biggest three should be advertising, ticket sales... And TV rights. Yeah. So which one of the biggest three is being outdone by bloody like Standard Bank and like the three people of corporate boxes? And we should also point out that this comes in the same week where I don't know who else got served ads for the Stormers to go buy uh, Greenpoint Stadium t- uh, suites. 
I don't have a view of the rugby. <laughs> you can get a, sol- a solid number of them have majestic views of the mountain and the ocean, not the rugby field. It's just like, what, I mean, like, what is what the point? The, and I understand the, that. How, how, they, how did they justify that? Like, like how Wait, did the people say... Ant's about to explain. He understands it. Go on, Ant. I was just going to say, I mean, a lot of people don't actually go to watch the rugby. Yeah. Like, to be fair, they go for the piss up. And, you know, you've got it on the TV anyway in the thing. So. true. Especially yeah. Cape Town, I think, when yeah, you make, make it like an event. Then just do yeah. it in a fucking flat or something. Like, why you, Why yeah. do you need a box then? Like, you're just cramping yeah. other people's parking space and shit. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the alternative theory is that it was built as a soccer stadium and no one wants to go watch soccer, so that's yeah. why. Well, that's, I think, more, more closer to the point, that you don't actually need to watch a soccer match. You just run out to watch a goal or two. But wasn't that... Mm. That was also the old sort of stalemate why they never moved to Greenpoint like immediately after 2010 was that really? the boxes were shit or they didn't have enough boxes yeah well, that's why I know, yeah there was yeah definitely I, I think Greenpoint does have a, re, a much higher number of boxes relative to any of the other 2010 stadiums as well yeah because of that whole Cape Town likes boxes thing yeah. Yeah. Um, can, can I just, like, can I just say I, I, I had a friend who had a house it must have been a hundred meters from Newlands at, at uni. Yeah. And <laughs> no, no, Carl lived a bit further from Newlands. But said he was. No, but he was always, always okay. But never mind. Um, but he Ducks it was actually incredibly ir- it was incredibly irritating watching the rugby at his house because spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah, the stadium <laughs> sound was about forty-five seconds ahead of the TV. Oh yes. So you'd hear like this massive roar, and then you'd be like, "Oh well, fuck! I know how this phase is ending." Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I remember it too. I think I was there when for the the Lades try. I was at someone's house close by, and I heard not the Lades try, the SP Maria try, um, with the Lades pass, and I heard this crazy roar, and I was like, "What on earth?" Because <laughs> like they're still the Chiefs were on the attack in the Sharks. I mean, the Storm is 22, and I was like, "They can't be cheering a try that loudly," and like. They wouldn't hear a knock on either. Like, what on earth has happened? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I used to have... So, yeah, anyway, I, I, I disagree with your theory about Oaks just going to those boxes to watch the rugby and drink. Right? Yeah, I had you, a... You ruined your own experience. Yeah. But if you're there, I suppose, I don't know, fuck knows. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully the Stormers get some revenue from that, seeing as they're not getting Super Rugby Mzanzi prize money. Spoiler. Oh, the, later the Stormers are fucking the worst negotiators in the world. Like they're probably paying like the corporates to take up boxes and shit. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Next up, so future British and Irish Lions captain Mario Toji. I think we should start building this narrative just so that he can get thumped by CNN. Yeah. Year. Well, in many it's... ways, he's the he's the Sia Khaleesi of um... English well, rugby. England. English rugby. Many in many no, ways. Because, you know, we, 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 see, we see as humble and softly spoken and Mario Toje is entitled and arrogant. And, yeah. Oh, you mean he embodies the, the value? Embod- he embodies the spirit of the English game. Yeah. Yes. Which, okay. which um, one more similarity to see Ben. Thank you for hitting that. He's, uh, Mario Toji has also signed up with Rock Nation Sports. So Jay-Z's oh, cool. representation company that also represents Sia Khaleesi famously. So the third rugby player, right? Because Colby's I mean, also. I think Colby isn't Beast there as well. 
think I looked earlier. It's just the three of them for is now. Is it just the three of them? Okay. So yeah. maybe Beast doesn't count as a rugby player. It's just like, a, like a dude. Yeah, Beast is like, just. They've got like 200 football players, but you know, yeah. or soccer players, and obviously a lot of NFL players. But rugby, top three. Two nice. of them South African, not too bad. Nice, that's oh, solid. Yeah. Like if you're sort of looking to sell something, they've actually chosen a pretty solid three. Yeah, they definitely yeah. are. Definitely, I think the, the most sort of brandable three after 20, yeah. 2019. Um, and I mean, if Etoje is named uh, as the captain for next year, it's like quite a big selling point to have two captains under your brand going against each other. Yeah, it's big. Lions mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, do, do you think? Sorry, I don't know if this is something we meant to talk about, but Etoje being captain, do you think it'll create like disharmony in the English ranks? one hundred percent. Farrell, imagine, like you see how upset Farrell is when he sees his dad coaching on the other side of the pitch. <laughs> Fuck! Imagine if someone else is now also telling him to shut up on the field. I'm trying to think <laughs> if I've ever seen Farrell happy. He, there's that one smart that one time he smiled when he watched the hacker live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if that counts, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I think it's going to be interesting. And I kind of want to push this narrative as hard as possible. No, I think it'll probably happen because, like, the media sort of controls British sport a bit. So. Yeah. But in a, in a in a way, you sort of maybe it would be better to have a separate cap, like an English captain, because England. They may still make up like bigger numbers of the team, but to have a separate captain might also work in a positive way. Yeah, sort of. Four, I think when O'Connell was captain or something like. Yeah. He wasn't captain the Ireland at the time, but he captained the Lions for because he was an experienced Lions. The problem is is it this way? Is Win Jones is Elwin Jones still available for this tour? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. He'll probably be cracking two hundred tests. The problem is with making him <laughs> captain is he's arguably at that point he's not going to be playing one him. of the best two locks yeah not like 100 percent confirmed yeah be. actually he's, he's already not one of the best two locks well like you know if they continue to live under this illusion that itojo is a lock and i feel they've passed the point of no return on that anyway so yeah. <laughs> um, um yeah I don't know, it'd be interesting to see next year. I'm kind of looking forward to what Gatlin's going to do. But yeah, uh, another one while we north. So with the Premiership kicked off this weekend, results happened. One of them being Sale beat. Who did Sale beat against comfortably? Sale, give me a sec. I lost that result. Sale beat. Shit, I was watching. Um, (laughs) I forgot. Uh, is it Northampton? No, it's not. It yeah, Northampton. Northampton yes, yes Selby beat yeah. Northampton. And let's see, there was a good Bath game. No, Bath lost. No, Bath won, Bristol lost. Everyone was upset Bristol uh, lost. I, I think Phil summed up quite nicely how South Africans watch Sale, how you just watch the South Africans. No, you watch and the Sharks. What's happening? Like, the other team, the result, <laughs> the other players in Sale? No, I will only watch the South Africans. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of them for sale. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, is just to watch the Africans yeah. and the couple of teams. I've been trying quite hard to get excited by it, but it's really hard for me. Look, like, I'd still rather watch Greekwoods play Pumas. I mean, yeah, um, I agree. I would also prefer, and I think that's still one of my favorite games of, I think, Unlocked. Anyway, um, <laughs> with the Premiership starting the, whatever, the governing body, Rugby Union or whatever it's called, They've also announced 
that there's new salary cap regulations. Entry level sort of infringement is 50 points deduction. And they're also allowed to relegate teams as part of the regulation. So they basically codified all the behavior, all the things that they did to Saracens over the last season. Okay. So just, just for interest sake. So, so, so it's just the, the, there's not a new salary cap. There's just. No. So they basically just said, look, we actually do need punishments if you do infringe. Like, like formal punishment. Yeah. So I wonder if it'll be like all punishments in rugby, where it's be like, listen, it's meant to be 50 points, but they've been good behavior and it's their first offense. The first and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Ben, you'll joke. That is it. So it's a 50 points entry level deduction, but it can be raised or lowered at the committee's discretion. <laughs> so it's essentially a random number of points. <laughs> yeah. But 50 points is where you start, and then you discuss after there. You're like, ah, oh, but they've got Joe Marler, so knock off another 10. But then, you know, Farrell's there, so add another 20, whatever. Um, yeah, so that's popped up this weekend. <laughs> but what, what, like, like, I don't understand how there can be a mitigating factor here, or an aggravating factor, actually. Fuck knows. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so they also... times in a row. Yeah. So you can also be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess if it's, a, if it's a repeat offense. Yeah. But I mean, it's not yeah. like you can, you know, like, oh, no, but it was very wholesome breaking of the salary cap. You know, like, mm. oh, but they, you know, they broke the salary cap, but all the players gave that money to orphans. Or, or like or the like. shell companies that came up with the names of the shell companies were Which absolute bants. So, like, give them a couple of extra cash. They donated to charity. They would reduce the thing, though. We have seen examples Ooh, of that. Literally, we we've discussed Farrell like twice this episode. He's <laughs> the one that they're like, look, he's a good bloke. He gives to charity. Okay, cool. Harvey's Harvey's fucking punishment. That was, that was the most, like 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 it still it still got me like the idea of someone just doing something, you know, like biting or something, and then be like, fuck, I'm I'm, I'm like lining up for like 18 game suspension or whatever. Screw it. I'm just giving three months salary to a charity okay good safe now drop it to six weeks saves my career (laughs) so here's some more fun penalties so severe financial penalties like and as well as removing titles and trophies and ordering a club to return any prize money that prize money one could be fun like a year later like okay cool give that back no i think i think what they're doing now is they're making it you know, you don't you don't breach the salary cap. Yeah, basically. they're like basically not because yeah. Um, so all in, Saracen got fined five point six million pounds and lost a total of a hundred and five points last season. But I think it would have hurt them more if they had said, "Fine, stay in the Premiership, but you lose all your titles." Yeah, because they've got they keep their it's three titles, eh? Like three straight yeah. titles or something stupid. Yeah, like remove the stars from their jersey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the MLR. I was looking at their new kits. Did you see that the Seawolves are nice and cocky with their two stars? No? Yeah, two stars on theirs. The only two stars. Because obviously there's no third star this season. Um, Let's see. Speaking of America and while we're still staying north. So Alex Starr confirmed to be contracts manager for Bath Rugby as they have now signed returning Alex Gray, who tried to go to the NFL and play there in 2016 and spent three three years, three seasons, on the Atlanta Falcons practice squad before now returning 
to play for Bath as a center, apparently. Okay. You know what? It's pretty insulting to a sport that you think you can just rock up there and play it professionally. Well, we got paid to stay there for three years. Yeah, no, no, but that's that's just because there's too much money in that sport. I think we can all agree. Yeah. But it's like, like imagine some oak like he's a, I'm trying to think of sort of like a professional squash player. He's yeah. like, no, no, fuck it. I'm going to play professional tennis. I mean, I think there was an example like Usain Bolt uh, legitimately thought he could just rock up and play soccer. Um, and he just wasn't that good, obviously, because he's, yeah, he's really, really quick, but, you know, you no, need a the, lot the thing of skill. Is, even, if, even if you did have the talent, those guys have the talent, and they've been... They have to work hard, right? If you don't work yeah, hard, you're not going to Yeah, and they've been working at it for, like, 20 since, years or whatever. Yeah, since you're, like, 10 or younger these days, I guess. Yeah, like Michael or Jordan playing baseball? Yeah, well, yeah was, but baseball, but you don't have... But, but that you was don't need... another era. That was before, sort of... That was also to, to evade... Actually, like, no, I guess in America, it probably was during hard professionalism. So. Yeah, it was, but it was also to evade, like, a gambling, right, yeah. gambling scandal. And also, baseball, you don't have to be that athletic. It's just his hand-eye coordination that he really needed to work on. Yeah. But, I mean, well, baseball he, he, kind of seems like you only sort of need one... Like, especially if you bat, like, yeah, like that. But but maybe maybe I'm being very ignorant here. Someone who knows baseball, correct me. But to me, it's just sort of one motion. Like the ball's kind of within a range. It's not sort of like cricket. You know where the ball's coming at you from. So there's a biggish box that they throw that can count as a strike that you've got to hit it with. And also you hit. But I mean, I, I never I never see them hitting. Okay, granted, I don't watch a huge amount of baseball. I think there's but a whole lot of different types of pitches, as yeah, I too, but yeah. I, I'm also pretty ignorant about it, to be honest. No, but, but it seems like like whatever whatever's happening, it's like imagine cricket, but the only shot you can play is a cover drive. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's, yeah. so, it's not a cover drive, it's like a flat bat sort of hook, yeah. a flat bat pull sort of thing. Swing and hit. So, yeah. there's a, someone was telling me, baseball's essentially the only sport that's defined by like just the players like absence or like losses because even your best batter is only hitting like 30 percent of the time so like you there's more absence of them doing something than them actually doing something in baseball i suppose and even the bowlers you know that you have to bowl pitch three strikes whatever before anything yeah but i'm deliberately not going to say that um <laughs> before you you know like actually it's a bad delivery type thing yeah no fair enough yeah but, but, maybe, but maybe that's the thing because maybe there's just so little room for error because you know like cricket you can bowl a wide one whatever you know maybe the batsman so you get two ball. yeah you get how many balls do you get you get three, three. three. no, no not strikes three strikes yeah it's four right. balls so you can get four four ball, and on your fourth ball the batter walks to first base so they can bowl four wides before the batter gets to do something, essentially. Yeah. Well, in cricket, you can argue you can bowl 30 wides before the batsman doesn't need to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's America talk done. Uh, let's see what else. Um, did you guys see the Quins of the New Zealand of the Premiership League as their third 
third kit is also now that weird blue and grey ocean plastic kit. Oh, and does ocean plastic only come in blue grey? I don't know because it's like I'm guessing, I'm guessing buying it kind of defies the. I don't know the... if it's just the hype for actually the first sort of season of using it is to make it look like an ocean. Yeah, that makes sense. Surely no, you no, can no, make but, it whatever but, color you want. But but dying clothes is incredibly bad for the environment. True. Like because then you get all the shitty runoff and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so I, is, but because remember the, the problem bags, with bags, those kits, I, I think those kits are pretty cool. Yeah. But the a... problem is they're all the bloody same. So when they played each other wearing them, yeah, it was like mm, blue gray versus gray blue versus dark blue versus dark gray. Like, it it does seem like rugby teams don't have that much. Even when we were comparing all the American kits, like uh, it seemed like eighty percent of them were either blue or black or something. You know, they're all yeah. like. The same sort of shades, with one or two being white or green. No. Oh yes, it's your, it's your, you know, your your mom hates it when you're playing rugby in white shorts, sort of thing. <laughs> Fucking LA, Unless just going full white kit. Hmm. That was my high school jersey. It was not a fun time. Well, my high school jersey was also a white jersey. Yeah, white jersey, white shorts. It was just... Yeah, we had white jersey, blue shorts. And the juniors had blue jersey, white shorts. So once you graduated out of the, f the ruining shorts, you got to ruin a jersey. <laughs> that was, that was, the, the Turtles always played in, in white shorts. And in the final season, we managed to upgrade the black shorts. And it was the best thing ever. Nice. The washing was so much. <laughs> Do you remember how bad those shorts were? Those internally shorts? I remember like one, I literally had a pair that survived one tackle. <laughs> yeah, I had a pair of shorts like that. I tackled me, right. and then all, like all I had, like the whole like one leg just ripped off. I was like, solid, well done, shorts. <laughs> Were you just flopped on the side of the field though for exposing that much thigh? Hmm? No, no, I had my I had my uh, my lycra thing underneath my. Okay, thank goodness. Oh, good. Yeah. Before it was a scene. Yeah, you know, there were a lot of girls watching as well, guys. It might have been that was Ben in his prime as well. Prime like Ben, nineteen years yeah. old or whatever. So. Ben peaked at like twenty-one. <laughs> yeah. Damn you! Yeah. Um, <laughs> on a tropical island at the moment. It sounds pretty good. I mean, I've, 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 I've um, environmentally peaked now. I don't think I'm, <laughs> I'm anywhere near physically peaked. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um. So. Did anyone see what happened in the Toulon game, by the way? No. So, you really... A lot of rugby happened this week. I've been scratching. So, the best part about the Toulon game was um, that the, the Toulon centre, Dakery got very cross with the ref and put his hands on the ref's shoulders while arguing with him. Wanting some Milani. Okay, I'm back. Oh, yes, yeah. Apparently the Bulls went brown stain as well. Oh god, do That's they? So yeah. balls, eh? Okay, wait, so yeah. Um let's see. So let's cover that again as well. I was gonna bring that up. So Strauli is adamant that Similani is not going to is it Toulon as well? Not Toulouse, yeah. I think. Uh, Toulouse, Toulouse yeah. sorry. One of the twos. Yeah. So but I feel like I mean how long did we have to wait for him to play fucking Super Rugby Unlocked to prove that he was the I'm, best I'm a, of I'm the a Lions. Lions. I'm, a, I'm a Lions fan and I'm saying the Wait, Lions don't deserve to half, half, our, half our podcast now is Lions fans. 
I'm almost I'm I'm almost okay for him to go. I'll still be very disappointed, but I you know, I I, I wanna see him flourish at the same time. The so. thing is I wanna see him play a lot of Springbok rugby and I don't think he's gonna play as much Springbok rugby as we'd yeah. like to see in France. I'm, I mean, it seems like Toulouse are pretty... Like, I don't think I'd really want him to go to Toulon because Toulon seem a lot more up and down and he'd probably mm. just get lost. I think Toulouse are more, like, stable and more sort of Crusaders-like. They have their system. Well, that, that's sort of Toulouse's vibe. They're like the one sort of proper team in France. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So hopefully he would go there and he'd be able to actually, like, really improve his game and play Springboks and become, like, a superstar. I just worry. I worry he'll go through a bit of a wilderness period with the Springboks. Eh? Yeah, because I mean, because he's also going to be fighting Um for that 13 jersey, and I think Um's got a bit of a that not that he's had a great season now, but he's just he's got that the the weight of being the incumbent. Yeah. Because mm. after, I, I think after Um, it's not much, right? Yeah, after Um, there's next to no yeah. one. After Um, he's like got I, a clear I, shot. I, I think it's similar on his current trajectory. He would be around the Springbok side for the Lions tour. Oh, definitely. He would definitely be in the squad for that. Yeah. Um, what about Jesse Creel? That's true. Not that I'm suggesting he's. Did you Did you see that article about Jesse Creel? No. Which no, one was no. that? So Jesse Creel's great great grandfather played for the. Oh uh, yes, Lions. that one I saw. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that compromises him so he shouldn't play? Yeah. Yeah. He's, no, he's a, <laughs> Do you think he's Lions eligible now by birth? Oh, Eddie Jones <laughs> like through grandfather, yeah. Was, sorry, so, something I did I did see, which was quite interesting. So speaking about eligibility for countries, where people were saying how how it's a bit of a double standard that they use Michael Checker as an example. How within whatever, three months of leaving Australia, his Australian job, he got a job, he straight away was coaching Argentina. But then they say, if you're a player and you have yeah. one cap for a side, you cannot play for another national side. Yeah, but coaching's a different... Like, kettle oh, but I thought, but should it be? That's, I guess yeah, that's the argument. Yeah, but that's sort of the thing. Like, like mm. why is coaching a job but representing your country this... You know, this is now. Uh, yeah, I think it's a fair yeah. argument. I, I I feel a bit mixed on it. Interesting take. I never thought about it. it yeah. In football, it's the same. You know, like any, you can have a coach for. Even though traditionally you would normally have one from your country, like when England first had a foreign coach, I think it was Sven Goran Eriksson. It was like, oh, we we don't have any good coaches of us of our own, which was probably right, but it's like should it be done, and. Yeah, it's just something which people seem okay with, but for players, it's obviously not. Well, it depends mm. on the things. I mean, I think the Kiwis would struggle to accept a foreign coach, for example. Yeah, we would so also, it, I reckon. It, yeah, I think South Africa oh, would, uh, as, I, a I, coach, honestly, as a head I coach. As a head coach. I was so bummed we didn't somehow get Scott Robinson. But I, I don't know, think it was think, ever I think, close. I think, I think we would have been very I think the South African public would have accepted Robinson quite comfortably. I think someone, yeah. okay, yeah, so it's someone like Robinson. I don't know like if Robinson. they would, to be honest. I don't yeah, know, I, like, especially the sort of more hardcore base of South yeah, African like, like, fans. I, like, I think, oh, oh, time and time again, it's shown that we, I don't think we're a fair sort of slice of the South African rugby demographic. We're a lot more liberal than, <laughs> than, Bulls your, fans. Your than the average, than the average yeah. South African rugby fan. Yeah, I agree, so and I don't think that it would go down that well. Mm, maybe. Um, but yeah, maybe there's an argument for having them 
as checker as an assistant rather than the head coach mm. initially. Yeah, but, Earn your, but, but and it, then it, work it. Eddie Joe's coach was England, yeah. yeah, and he he was an assistant for the Springboks in 2007. Yeah, and he was he went from national coach to national coach. Yeah, and it does sort of level things a little bit. It allows you know teams with uh, sort of not as good players to be able to punch a little bit above their weight by having a better coach from yeah, a can... more experienced rugby playing country. Yeah. Mm. This is what uh, New Zealand have done now. They've deliberately handicapped themselves. I mean, it's good on them. I, the rest of us appreciate yeah, it's and thank very, them for very it. noble of them. But... Yeah. Can we send Heine Kamea down there to New Zealand? Oh, as assistant <laughs> coach, just as cre- as creativity in, in yeah. squad selection assistant. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was Paul True's bullshit title at the storm? It's like oh, God. phase phase four to infinite coach or something. Yes, basically like when players all run have run out of the set move. <laughs> like, Although like, okay, cool, like now there's a there's a fun headline here that so speaking of Foster, he's he's apparently he's sort of quote is just smile and walk away when referring to the All Blacks not getting drawn in by the Pumas jesting next weekend when they play them. Oh, I think the Pumas are the Pumas are living in the All Blacks head rain free at the moment. No, because I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly the, the All Blacks I think were jesting a lot harder, so to speak, at the Pumas expense. Yeah. Like it was yeah. definitely one way traffic in that in that regard. Oh, did you? Did we? We haven't talked about that thing with Sam Kane saying that rugby fans know nothing. Oh God, yeah. And Foster's also like, I don't think he meant to say, ex- or he meant exactly how those single interpretation words can get interpreted. Yeah. <laughs> Foster tried to defend as, as, Kane, um, right? as, as a rugby fan who you know been watching rugby for a long time and frequently appears on a podcast and reads lots of stuff about the game and you know gets different perspective and watches youtube videos i can say i know pretty much nothing i know fuck all as well but i don't want to be called out by sam kane like that <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i know i know nothing i don't want sam kane to know i know nothing. i don't want someone someone who thinks it's a good idea to clear a fucking rock with his head and then go out for six months because <laughs> he broke his neck to think i don't know nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so should we move? No, but I'm unimpressed. Eh? People are calling for his head. Like, you must read like the, the comments on stuff like that. I can imagine stuff is, but stuff, because uh, I feel like that's just old old South Africans who've now lived there long enough that they can just comment on New Zealand and think that he's one of, <laughs> he's, their, he's their player now. I, I think just reading comments on news articles is always like the worst part of any population, so it's, yeah. it's but, never a good barometer of. But, but, but honestly, like. Like, at the moment, in terms of South Africa's image, releasing Chasing the Sun and then pretty much skipping this tour has just been good on good. Because hmm. now, like, Chasing the Sun was obviously big-time rose-tinted spectacles. Yeah. So, like, now they're like, oh, contrast to Chasing the Sun, which Sia Khaleesi had so much respect for the South African rugby-watching public, and they're doing it for them and blah, blah, blah. And then you just get Sam Kane saying, like, Oh, fuck those oaks. I know what I'm doing. They don't know anything. No. I'm the worst performing captain in fucking New Zealand rugby history right now. <laughs> there must be someone who's just captain one game and lost it. Surely. Surely. But, because uh, him and Foster essentially have the two worst records right now, right? 
Oh, well, they, they hand in hand like that. Yeah. I, I think Sam k has got to jump off the sinking ship and just start slating faster in press conferences. <laughs> be like a player revolt. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they can they can get some tips from the French. They do it in pretty much every World Cup. Yeah, but the problem with yeah, Sam Kane is Sam Kane can't lead the player revolt because he's the sort of the face of the institution there. Like the only reason he's there is because they named him captain early. If he revolts, no, he's going to lose his spot. You know, maybe saying that, I think Sam Kane made the team because he was captain. But I think he's he's subsequently. Mm. No, I think he's he's, good. he's looking good because uh, he is he's playing well. I give him that. He's one of the he is one of those players that plays better. I think for the national squad than his franchise. But also maybe they're just stacking that loose chair to fit his strengths to make him shine. No, you're like that's like, that's like not my new conspiracy theory. Ian Foster picks a bad loose chair to make Sam Kane look good. <laughs> I mean, it is part of the problem. We discussed it a bit last week, just the balance oh, of the loose chair. Yeah. It's severe, though. It's difficult to say that, you know, they're picking <laughs> poor guys to make Kane look good. It, I mean, it's, it, it, the Chiefs said the similar thing, you know, with Boucher and Kane. Yeah. It's, it's one of these things. I remember once in, I think it was maths class at uni or something. And the... Uh, the professor holds up a, he holds up a thing of uh, like a jar of jelly beans, and he's like, okay, everyone needs to guess how many jelly beans are in this jar. And then you know everyone guesses, and then um, you know I'm sure Ant understands this process a bit better, but you kill the you sort of kill the outliers on either side, mm-hmm. and then you sort of get the average. And like the average is almost always closer than sort of 95% of predictions but you know like every everyone's sort of gut feeling but I feel that's sort of what's happening here with the all black loose trio you know like everyone's saying it's unbalanced it's unbalanced it's unbalanced mm. and then Foster say no I don't think it's unbalanced and it's that's it's the same it's the same sort of logic surely if enough people think something there must be some sort of truth to it it's possible I don't think you've, you're talking shit. You don't think I'm talking... I just gave an example with jelly beans. I thought I was talking shit towards the end. I, I don't know. Look, a jelly bean... A je- I'm, I'm here for a jelly bean story. I learned the power of jelly <laughs> beans. I learned the power you're of jelly leaning, beans last year. You're leaning, a, you're leaning a bit towards the Adam territory where it's like, oh, they lost last week, therefore they have a better chance of winning this week. <laughs> no, no. I would never say that. I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a basic understanding of statistics. So. But I flipped this coin twice. It's like, going to come up this side now. Okay, okay, fine. The the, the public, an individual, definitely Sam Kane's going to know more than an individual about rugby. Mm. But if you compile enough individuals, mm. there's so, probably some truth to it. That's so an entire comment yeah. section worth, is what you're saying. Yeah, no, and no, I think obviously to be the fair, comment section are all outliers. Oh, sorry. To be fair to Sam Kane, like his comment was more about like the process, what happens during the week, like mm. well, obviously the t- seeing everything that goes on behind the scenes and like what the team yeah, goes but through. Is, but still, it's a dumb thing to say. Thing. Yeah, like, you don't want to be calling out your fans. Sh- these guys should have media training that yeah. you don't say as, shit like And that. as a captain, of course. Like, yeah. No, definitely. Um. Oh. Everyone gone quiet. No, I'm here. Uh, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on then. Um, let's see. While we've been shitting on New Zealand, let's talk about the other two teams that actually played rugby this weekend in the Tri Nations. 
And that's... No, we just randomly attacked New Zealand. Just, no now that we've character assassinated New Zealand. <laughs> We're on a bye. Yeah, just like... So New Zealand didn't... Again, Ian Foster has yet to win another rugby match this weekend. <laughs> um, the, street, the losing streak continues. Yeah, the not winning streak continues. Or the not winning streak, yeah. Um, so <laughs> the not winning streak also continued on the other side, on the other two teams that played. And yeah, so Argentina obviously drew to Australia. I think we alluded that it wasn't necessarily the best game to watch. Probably no tries. No try. Um, the, uh, no, but Australia made that. two fucking brilliant attempts at not trying. Like Pattaya could have scored that try. He he, like if Pattaya he, had a poor game. Yeah. Like if he dotted the ball down a second earlier when he actually caught the ball, it would have been a try, no doubt. But like he waited for it to roll an extra like bounce and then tried to dot it down. Yeah, because I think he wanted to do the somersault thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think, and and were you saying it how teams traditionally have a like a hangover sort of after they beat New Zealand? Yeah. Which so yeah. I, was, I wasn't expecting Argentina. I was expecting Argentina to be worse than they were last year, last week, which did kind of play out. Mm. Um, they definitely weren't as clinical. They were a lot more riled. Like a lot of the stuff that Squidge was praising them for, I think Ben, you said it. You know, they stopped doing like this, or they started doing those stupid rubber kicks. So they looked a lot less certain of themselves but at the same time you know you've got to give them a lot of credit for the way they pulled themselves back into that game like mm. and i do think if they'd scored earlier and taken a lead at like nine six or something then i think the australians would have maybe crumbled because they were putting all the pressure on and just not getting any reward for it you know definitely yeah no yeah problem. i mean because australia just dominated all the especially early on like the possession and territory and just like couldn't do like they really should have made a count but they couldn't and even with the taking penalties and you know argentina when they got their first points it was like straight off the kickoff and then back again so yeah. it was extremely non-clinical from australia so yeah. classic like, australia like, australia uh, being it was like clinical. england island except the commentators weren't sucking Argentina off for the whole game, just right. praising them on their great defense. It sort of makes the game harder to watch, right? Just the the commentary, like. Uh, Fuck, I can't do. They've got worse, huh? It was really bad. It, it was really bad. On like, there is this perception at the moment that the English team is way better than it is, so that makes it unpleasant. Whether it's the commentators or like, I don't know. What's his name was added again? Matt Dawson saying like comparing this English team with like the best All Blacks teams. It's all just like way over the top and That's not definitely that good. <laughs> but w- why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what you know, to tell you know you. In, the, in the Scotland game, the commentator at one point said, "Come on, Scotland." Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how's that commentary? Yeah, I mean, as as South African fans, we've moved on from Bob Skinstead, which used to be pretty bad as a non-partisan uh, yeah. commentator. Oh, he used, used to say, like, we and stuff. And he was just as bad as these guys, but we've moved on from him. He didn't yeah. last very long, so, you know. Is it because of the, is it because of the just blaze he got from the podcast community? <laughs> we, we are part of it. Did we cancel him? Oh, oh, fuck. We got that thing, and we need to talk about it on the pod. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we'll discuss it later. We can bring it up later. Okay, yeah. When we, when we close off. Yeah, we... It's our, it's our 
third most significant achievement of the podcast. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely up there. But yeah, um, overall, this game, I wasn't. I, I still. I kind of still enjoyed watching it though. Somehow, like I don't know if it was like hate watching or something, but. It wasn't an unpleasant. It wasn't an unpleasant match for me. Yeah, I know. I did enjoy the game. I think what made it quite enjoyable for me was that Argentina were able to stay in it and were able to, and just the fact that mm. it looked like they could still pull it off. Like if yeah. if Australia were just too dominant and they sort of, um, you know, got a lead and then just kept building on their lead, it wouldn't have been particularly enjoyable to watch. But the fact that Argentina stayed in it and had a chance all the way until the end made it interesting to watch. Yeah, I think that's maybe that's maybe the case. Um, should we? Let's see. Um, speaking of, let's do the Autumn Cup games quickly as well. So you watched... Oh, fuck. Wait, I'm on. I, I, I didn't, didn't watch... watch I did not Wales, Georgia. I watched the other one. You watched Wales? Okay, mm. well, well, improvement on... Just heads up. Georgia improved. They didn't lose by 40. They only lost by 18. To argue... I, I feel like pretty bad results. But yeah. I think it was 18 at only two tries or one try. Oh, God. Fucking Wales. Like, Wales are... Oh, shit, oh, Wales. Like, they should oh, not no, be no. beating Georgia by 18 at home. Like, no offense. Well, also, apper- apparently the Wall scrum was dominating as well, which makes it seem... Like, then they should have been, yeah, way better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, there's also been... I'm trying to think. Because... Oh, Georgia's 40... Lo- they lost by 40 last week. Oh, um, we should mention... Italy, Fiji's, Italy had one of their best results in a long time. I think, as someone pointed out, the Italy result this weekend is is up there with their all-time greats as their draw with New Zealand during the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Shane, poor Fiji aren't playing next weekend. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's the biggest loss of this autumn. I think O's are so keen to see Fiji play. At this rate, it looks like Fiji's going to play... Georgia is going to be their first game. I think they. Yeah, but that's like that's like literally the one game I wasn't. I don't really care about. Yeah, because it would have been the two tier two nations instead of letting the two tier letting one of the two tier two nations like just bat at the other guys. Yeah, well, Georgia isn't going to play Italy. Like that's a game I've been keen to watch. I think they did that on purpose. Mm. Um. Yeah. So then the other one. the Irish soft boys against the English cunts. Uh, England managed to pull off quite a decent win. I think, more, uh, from what I saw, pretty much everyone just been lambasting Ireland's performance. Uh, yeah, Ireland. But that, that's sort of the thing. Like, Ireland were like knocking on the door for like the entire game. Like, if you look at the possession stats, Ireland had sort of 65, 70% possession somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Yeah, they're dominant. And they were just completely one-dimensional. But then if you look at the tackle stats, like the English sort of tight five made like... Se- 100 made like 20 or something. Yeah. So like tackle... Up to 25, I think. No, and then you're like, it's cool. But generally, if a prop's making a tackle, it's because a guy's running at him. You know, it's not like he's covering huge amounts of ground or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it makes you really question the Irish attack, though, that the English forwards were... But I guess maybe it's sort of their whole game plans predicated on, like, go forward ball. And if your first run doesn't make you go forward ball, you just try again, try again, try again. 
So. Yeah. So. It is. It, it it did seem very sort of unimaginative, just bashing it up, expecting something to happen. Um, I think there were a couple of articles just showing how much space there was if they if they I think a lot of Ireland's problems came down to their fly half who's um, the second choice Leinster fly half I think it's Rossburn so his lack of being able to not just control the game but like change the way it was being played so there was a lot of space behind English the English defense and obviously well, they were tackling very well they, that's how they scored their try effectively yeah exactly mm. so uh, and that was when I think he was replaced already. So it's almost like they just didn't react to the situation. They expected maybe to be able to, you know, like uh, out physical some of the English guys and they weren't able to do that. And then they weren't able to adjust and like notice the fly helper wasn't able to look at the space and see and adjust the game plan. Yeah, I guess that's uh, the problem with an inexperienced fly off. Like he's just going to try focus on doing his basics right and not, you know, show any yeah. sort of clear. Um, I've got a, I've got a new theory, a new big call. Oh, here we go. Okay, so so you know you know my theory about how the Southern Hemisphere team that gets the the Lions to it never does well at the next World Cup because okay. it means they don't put players out to pasture soon enough, basically. Mm. So yeah. you know because guys will stay on to play at the Lions tour and they won't, um, you know, they'll basically not let the youngster developing time for the World Cup. So instead of giving like youngsters four years to develop, you've got to rush your development program in two years. Yeah. yeah so it's sort, of, it's sort of like lead, letting Dwayne carry on. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, like that's the problem. Like Dwayne's going to carry on. Oaks like Frost Stain are going to carry on. Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think who else it is. Who yeah, actually won't have to. I think that's but enough. You, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, prohibits, it prohibits growth in that position. But then the Northern Hemisphere side, well, the, the home nations, they have the same problem, but every single, because every, every four years is a Lions tour for them. Yeah. Mm. So, you get, so you're getting guys like Elowin Jones and um, I'm trying to think of other guys now, Johnny Sexton, stuff yep. like that. Like these guys are staying around to play in the Lions tour. Yeah. And they actually inhibiting development because now by the time Ireland's, Ireland's going to run out at the 2023 World Cup, with a fly-off with 30 caps and 28 of those are going to be off the bench or whatever. And then they're just going to get, you know, it's not going to work. Yeah. And this so, is why Ireland yeah, hasn't yeah. seen the positive result in a quarter-final. Ben's just well, no, solved. This is, this is, just solved this is one of, Well, this is one of the reasons why I think the Northern Hemisphere isn't as successful at World Cups. Solid theory, I think. Because, because I think I'm going to players just... don't, their players basically don't move on, so they don't get a proper development cycle for the World Cup ever. Because the Lions tours, in a way, encouraging people to sort of hang on. Yeah. Italy don't have that excuse. That's all I'm saying. They should have won a World Cup by now. Yeah, Italy <laughs> and France. France. You know. Genuinely, that's probably why France is like. I mean, okay, yes, they haven't won a World Cup. But they've made the most finals of Northern Hemisphere sides. Yeah. Like. They yeah. are, I would say, the most successful Northern Hemisphere World Cup Yeah, but Cup also, side. France aren't uh, afraid to throw the baby out with the bathwater as well. Mm-hmm. Like, France, like... You, like, like okay, week on week, that. not just year on year. They don't exactly have four-year development cycles either. Yeah, they're just like, oh, shit, there's a tournament, there's World Cup this week. Quick. Yeah, but, but also, <laughs> play, players aren't... Like, like, the older guys aren't really incentivized to stick around, so they can just, you know, throw a tantrum and leave or whatever. 
Yeah, because they just they sort because of... what are they missing out on? As long as there's not a World mm. Cup here, it's not like they... and they they have 14 top teams, so they have quite a lot to choose from. Yeah, they've got enough cash yeah. to stay at home, essentially. Yeah. So there you go, guys. So uh, just for rugby passes, yeah. stats for tackles in England, Ireland. Ireland made 77 tackles, according to Rugby Pass, and England made 209. That is disgustingly low for Ireland. Wow. And then their missed miss tackles are 8 for England and 14 for Ireland. Do you have the possession stats there? The possession stats are 37% possession to England, 63% possession to Ireland. Yeah. Okay, so it was quite one part of it still. Yeah, it's still disgusting because that's still not like the the tackle stats still don't line up more evenly. But but if you if you look at the actual players, like I would say the because I would say if you're attacking well, the English outside centre should be making like ten of ten tackles out of two hundred and six, so... two hundred nine. But there's no like he probably made like two. Who? Oh no, Ali Lawrence made thirteen apparently. Okay, I don't know what the fuck was going on there. No, no, he's still low. I mean, fucking Vinopolo made 21. Itoji made 25. Yeah, but Vinopolo is so fucking immobile. Like, the only way Vinopolo's tackling you is if you run into Vinopolo. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, two Irishmen made double digits in tackles. James Ryan and... Kaelin Doris. Both on 10. Uh, but uh, as a... As a percentage, they made more tackles than Itojo. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. I, I saw everyone going on about, oh, Itojo made 25 tackles. It's like, yeah, but his team made 200 tackles. If you take it as a percentage, he's just doing his job. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if you take this Kramer of the week before that made 28 of his team's 150 tackles, he made 20% of his team's entire tackles. If you're just making your yeah, but, share... But he was making and smashing hits as well. Like, yeah, he was... Yeah. He, he made like 28 dominant tackles. Actually, actually you're, not, you're not saying that I am being unfair. Like, England did make a lot of very positive tackles. Yeah, yeah. No, sure. But, but also, a is, lot is, of it was catching the Irish ball carrier, sort of just standing there. The yeah, it's whole team's making 20 tackles, which I think three or four players did. You know, then that's not... That's just because you only had 30% of the ball and you couldn't do anything else besides. That's why you've got to look at the combined of, you know, runs and carries. So you can see, potentially probably only made two runs. So if you compare that to like a total work rate, it's maybe not that high. Well, yeah, two runs, but he probably he probably made ten percent of his team's runs as well. Yeah, I mean, we can we can say that they hype him up too much, but I don't think you can really criticize his work rate at least. No, um, no, I like to watch him. You see him walking around a little bit. <laughs> I am, am overly critical, to be yeah, fair. Hypercritical, but it's all good. No, but we got it. We got to start. We 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 are really doing work for the for the British and Irish Lions tour here. Like we, you know, we we getting in his head. Yeah, no fair. Um, let's see. Speaking of getting into people's heads, let's round up Super Rugby Mzanzi with. Should we do the game that was scheduled for Friday and spoil the whole tournament, or should we do the the late game first? I mean, our tournament. Well, the tournament in general, seeing as they did, <laughs> didn't they do the, didn't they like, wasn't the tournament finalized after the Bulls game already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it also ruined my tournament. Oh, yeah, your tournament was a joke. <laughs> your tournament was finalized in like week three, yeah. <laughs> it seems like Ant didn't recover from when he missed like 
three week. week. No, Ant missed like two or three weeks of trades. Yeah, no, that was the issue. I can I can give that as any advice for any draft manager. Don't miss four weeks of trades. Fuck, was it four <laughs> weeks? Oh yeah, because you missed this week as well. It was four weeks. But I think you just missed this week because you're just like fuck it. Well, I did genuinely want to trade and I missed it, like by mistake. And then you know I was like, well, you could have now it is. Trades. You could have you doubled know, we, the we number of players you had in do, on the field this week. After, after we've no, after no, we've I, I, I had what does that mean? After we've talked about these, we should go through the who, which players gained and lost the most value. Because I'm sure mm, that's actually not a bad shot. Yeah, I think that's a lot better than the team of the season because I think there are quite a few sharks in the gained. So for Ant's sake, otherwise we're just gonna have to watch more <laughs> montages. Yeah, also, of... also <laughs> the team of the season is just two balls. Well, just like, it's like mostly balls a, plus a, a couple of others, I guess. It's like a shark. It's the Stormers front row. Uh, Kerwin Bosch, Roscoe Speckman, and then, oh, and Warwick Hill. Really? Really? The Stormers front row? The Stormers front row. Not a, not H.J. Lewis. Anyway. You said no, no, H.J., no. not like... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. H.J. Um, no, that's bullshit. Kitschoff, yes. But who, who's no? Yeah. No, I don't agree. Team. I don't agree with this team. Actually, so let's do that. Okay, let's say this now. Um, <laughs> let's do that. Let's cut the cut the analysis of the game short. Okay. Just Bulls, they really weren't very good. Yeah, we're not yeah. missing much from the two games. Bulls, Yo, the Pumas. Bulls the Bulls won. The Bulls won. Good job, Bulls. Best yeah, moment of the weekend was Trevor Nyakane. Is it Jason Jenkins's photo he had with him the whole time? At the, oh, yeah. at the at the at the presentation but, 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 ceremony. Where where was Jason Jenkins? He's in Japan already. He's, he's gone back to Japan. Yeah. He was only on loan from his Japanese club apparently, so he's gone back for preseason. Yeah. Him and Mapimpi. I I found Mapimpi's Instagram and he just like posts pictures of him like on uh, videos of him like cycling through Japan and shit. It's dope. Yeah. This is the content I need in my life. <laughs> just like so, like selfie from a pimpy cycling through like the streets of japan like waving at people it's awesome <laughs> okay um let's see team of the season so like i said storm is front row so kids of bongi and mahaba i don't know I, like, I don't know if Mahaba don't know. honestly played like 45 minutes also bongi didn't really stand out at all surely surely who else was there bongi had good stats though like in the games he played he did make an impact like, that's the thing. Who else yeah, is there? Yeah, but I was supposed to think beyond stats. Come on. Like, he had one H. really Lewis? good game, I remember. <laughs> no, wait, wait. We, we on, ben, let's do Bongi. We're doing number two now. You know, H.A. Lewis oh, is the hooker. Oh, was he the hooker? We've also got Reinhard Rick. Fenter. Yeah, he was decent. He had the best mallet at hooker. The, who was the other Bulls hooker? Uh, I guess he, they, didn't, they rotated Not a Fisaki, bit. Yeah, uh, he didn't Probably play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Versace's shit. Yeah, no. he, he so bad at lineouts. He makes me want to tear my hair out. I don't want to talk Honestly, about him. No, no, but, but people who do these have to show more fucking responsibility. Your last option should be to default to the Springboks. Yeah. Or to default to the winning team. But surely, yeah, but, like, Inyakani was no, better like, spring, than... Springboks should have to uh-huh. meet a higher standard before they make these fucking so teams. Dylan Richardson, he didn't do too badly. No, but he was a mm-hmm. terrible hooker. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was all the fun outs. And, and Fonfiren, 
Also, I'm just running through the list of Oaks who actually yeah, played. Yeah, he, he didn't play, yeah. 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 Like, that's the thing. Bong is there by, like, default just because yeah. Oaks no, played but, badly. Yeah. Like, Bullshit. everyone... No, but, but that's the thing. Like, everyone played badly, so... Joseph yeah. Dweber. Well, that's the thing. You've got to give it to, like, Joseph <laughs> Dweber, who's the best... He's the incumbent. No, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. If you're just picking Oaks based on red from, like, three years ago, Joseph Dweber. No. Okay, yeah. let me let me look at our fantasy stats and see I'm, who I'm, has I've the best average. I've got them arranged by average, and it's Yaku Fisaki. Oh. oh fuck! No, no. what? <laughs> How many games did he play though? How many lineups did he miss? Do you have those? No, stats? I don't have those Matt, stats. Matt, You're gonna have to pull those. Matt, off. but that that those average will those averages will consider their um their starting average. Huh? Oh god, it does. Hey, but he's yeah, that's so the thing. He he's doesn't... got like a fifty-nine point game. Look look at look at which players gain the most value. That'll be, um, that'll help. <laughs> this is the wrong shit. Yeah, someone else has to do that, I think. I yeah, sorry, know. I'm I'm doing the ironing, so I don't, I'm not by my computer. Yeah, I've only got the, t I don't have that on this sheet. I okay, value game. movement. There we go. Oh, wait, yeah, there's a, oh yeah, it's this whole sheet, yeah, I forgot. I'm looking at completely <laughs> the sheet. What was that? Oh, please, sorry. <laughs> But I, okay. I, I grab I grab the microphone and I think oh, thanks, Phil. I can actually made made it seem. Oh, good. you got it. I can see what you're doing, Phil. I appreciate this. <laughs> okay, so the top three hookers who have gained value: number one, Jakub Saki. Fuck. Number two, Reina Fenta. Three hundred lifts. Okay, okay so, so not Bongi. So, HJ, sorry. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Lewis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Bongi didn't gain because Bongi had a stupidly high. Starting no, Bongi didn't have a stupidly high value. Bongi just didn't actually have that good a season. And these people just saw that he was a springbok and just defaulted to him because they're he idiots. Had, yeah, he had one really good game, I think. But so I'm know. going to keep lists. I'm going to keep a list and I'm going to put this on the group. So number one, we've got Kitsov. We're not going to argue there. Two, no. Reinek Fenter or Henrik Lis. <laughs> Yo, no, Reinek Fenter. Reinek Fenter. Reinek Fenter is our, our hooker. Cool. Phil, roll me over to tight heads. So let's go props. We, we, we don't have enough sophistication to do tight heads. Yeah. We so should actually do that. In our, in our next fantasy league, can we say you get loose heads and tight heads? Yeah, we should actually. Huh? So yeah, well, because look at I your value it's... shift. Luan de Brain's quite high. He's, he did He's linked value. Yeah, Luan de Brain. Carlu Sadi was also pretty good, actually. Yeah, Carlu did have a good. And even Inyakani is ahead of. Uh, no, he's not. No, he's he's, not. Below, he's below right. my have by like two. Oh, yeah. For I mean, Luan, Luan de Bruyne played so well that he got himself a European contract, contract. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Luan de Bruyne <laughs> played himself into Europe. And yeah, he played himself, and he probably literally increased his salary ten times. Yeah, and Nietling Fouchier is sitting second on this list when we arranged by this, by virtue of mm. starting two times ahead of Malhaba. So half And he also... He he, did he he either scored one or two tries, I but every game that I he's like, well, he's one of those props where yeah he like runs flat at the line really hard and he's pretty yeah, good at Arizona Tomalolo. Yeah. So I don't Cape think we Town can version. give it to I don't think we can give it to Nietling for sure, but it's just worth mentioning. Okay, but we cannot give it to Malherba. So Liam the brain. It's like a Saudi. I vote for Carlo Saudi. Saudi, I'll back Saudi. Okay, Saudi. I I'm noticing a lines bias here. Okay, four and five. Okay, let's go. Lots. So the ball's Luxia, I guess, and, are pretty and, good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy with Jenkins and Nokia. 
No, Peter Janssen van Lensburg. I think that's, that's not his name. name, it's Peter Janssen van Buren. Whatever, him. <laughs> um, so the top two here are Jason Jenkins and Ruan Nokia. Andre Smith is third of the Greekers. He was pretty good in Nine the last Nine Inch Nails legend, Andre Smith. Uh, yeah, he seems like quite a unit, so I yeah. don't know how I think young he, he is. Someone will pick him up. Someone will pick him up, I'm sure. Carl Wagner's link <laughs> dropped down quite nicely. Yeah, he got like zero this week. Classic, yeah. classic Wagner. At least he didn't get negative, I guess. Schickling somehow sitting like fourth on this list. Although, I mean, fifth, fifth on by these vectors is Larue Roots, who played a game and then How disappeared to the farm. Yeah. Where did he go? <laughs> Still not everywhere. <laughs> like I don't, I he didn't even get injured or anything. He just left. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are we gonna do for Lux? I think the no, Bulls no, Lux. Yeah, I think the Bulls Lux is a fair reflection, yeah. though. Okay. But uh, I, I, yeah, I would argue against the Bulls lose Trier making it in for sure. Um, I think Marco van Staden deserves his place. Staden, yes. Then, so I'll, I'll like even this weekend it? he made like five turnovers. Or something. Okay, he I, I think I know he that did. Much. He he was better than Arno Berta, so. So van um, Staden is our six, right? Yeah. Okay, who do you yeah. want for seven? Alrich Lowe. No, uh, Judy. No, I'm saying Pocomella. Pocomella yeah. for yeah. seven. I'm happy with that. And then I want to put down just a name for just eight. Just for Visa. Just for Visa. is a good shot, but I was also going to say someone who's in the country at the moment, Yandre Rudolph. Played mm, for he like was good for the Pumas. He, he played well, well for the Pumas and he played well for the Cheetahs when Jasper Visa mm. left. Yeah, and I mean, Dwayne Pumulan's got class like every time he played as you can see but he also didn't play like to the best of his ability he doesn't deserve the spot just for being good so who are we going Yandre or Jasper no, put put I think Yandre but Jasper gets an honourable mention Jasper I'll put in brackets next to him I'm going to type this yeah, in just put be in like, we don't know what the exact rules are that who did this list SA Rugby Mag I assume yeah SA Rugby Mag yeah if you want to we shout don't know out, the... you want to shout out the specific author Dylan Jack I don't. How are you doing? Yeah. Okay, nine. Not Sanil in Ohamba. Sorry, Ant. <laughs> That's got to be Zach Berger, yeah. surely. Zach Berger. So, Zach Berger and Ivan Fensel are the top two. Ivan Fensel has been a huge improvement from his usual yeah. levels. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Zach Berger, Zach Berger also has his ups and downs, I guess. When he's looking hot, like he's. Yeah, uh, I think his team needs front foot. He, the, he, he struggles to pull the Greekers out of a bit of a fire. So I think gonna... it's you can give it to Ivan Vincel, I think. Zach no, Berger's... I would no no Zach Zach Berger. Zach Berger. <laughs> <Okay>. Mullet squad, <laughs> let's ben, go. Ben Ben is ben ben laid down. Oh, I appreciate okay. Ben. Ben, I'm I was gonna fight for Zach Berger too, so well done. Good. Fly arms. So they've got Cohen Bosch. Do we just placate Ant and put Cohen Bosch down? Yeah, I think it was actually Cohen yeah. Bosch. There just really isn't anyone. Like who... I feel if Alton Yanchi's just had one more game, he would have been better than Kevin Wash, but yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I, I yeah. There just isn't anyone else I'm happy with Kevin Wash. Yeah, eleven. Um, the man who didn't score. How many tries were stolen from him this weekend? Two or three. Yeah, 
two of them were right underneath his hands. Yeah, like they like they took the ball out. Fuck, it's the best. It's the drive and seal his career. So Speckman is <laughs> the form eleven, right? Yeah, that's fair. Kay. Although, currently Aronson has been very good, but Speckman, yeah. I think Spe- it's difficult to not pick Speckman there because I think he is the leading try scorer. Yeah. With Neil Maritz being out. Try scorer. Who? Maritz. There's Stephen Hans. Ah, Hans. Maybe. It could be. I, I don't know. I think he's got five. Sort of thing. Centers. So similarly, I'm just going to jot down here for 13, just so we don't have to argue about that. <laughs> I'll say well, Rick. I'll say Pretorius at top. So the cho- the options at 12 we're looking at are Rickus Pretorius, Marius Lowe, and Wayne van der Bank. Wayne van der Bank at the top three inside centers. Well, yeah, Wayne was can we just point out, Marius Lowe started at 30k, and he finished at 170. That's pretty Low good. Base. Well, well Rickus Pretorius started at 40 and finished on 250. Oh god, yeah, so... And didn't you ask me if you should buy Marius Lowe? And I said it would be a stupid decision. <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible investment. He, he has been pretty good for his... Uh, yeah, he's, he's played well this season. I, you know, yeah, again, yeah. for him. And, and to be well. honest, like, Rikus Pretorius has scored a few tries, but I don't actually think he played that well. No, I, I outside I'm not if you convinced subtract by him his tries, I don't think he played as well. Because if you look at the games where he didn't score tries, his stats don't back up the score. Yeah. Mm. Um... I don't know who to go for. Wayne for the like bank Rickard. or go go Wayne. I think we need more, more non-mainstream yeah. representation here. I know who our fullback's gonna be. Clayton. <laughs> so it's thir- thirteen. We have Simulani, Hans, and uh, Daniel Duplessis. Shit. Yeah, it falls <laughs> off quite hard. <laughs> it, it falls yeah. off quite hard. Hans is the top scorer. Hans was really good, but Simulani was fucking class. Yeah. For two games. Yeah, two yes. games though. That's the problem. <laughs> no, pick, I'll pick him on two games. Okay. I'll sure. pick him for the spring box on those two games. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, can we cheat and put Hans in 14? <laughs> no, no. He well, made Travis Ishmael. Yeah, we're not yeah, picking okay. Travis Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> on principle. Um, we can pick Neil Moritz. Isn't he still like the top try scorer, even though he's, he's been injured? He's quite high up, yeah. Maritz is not a bad shot for 14, actually. Other options would be... I mean, we could choose Kurtley Aronser on that side. Malcolm uh, mm. Yar started well. Devin Williams has been a fullback, I guess. Yeah, Devin Williams played more 15 than anything else. So, are we going to go Kurtley Aronser? Or... I'll Neil Maritz. Or Neil Maritz. Neil Maritz. Neil Maritz. If we're cheating, I would, I would rather go Neil Maritz, so... Yeah, Neil Murray. That's his fine. He had good games at the start. He had like yeah. three solid games. Actually, I'm liking yeah. our representation in this squad. But you also got to remember, Neil Maritz did not get a single easy game. Yeah, he's game all like he scored like four from three from like difficult games. Yeah, you know, like he's earned every bloody inch he got. Like. Yeah. yeah, that's very fair. So, so Flan, Blomikis, we have Blomikis, Galant, Williams. Yeah, those are the top three. So Galant started relatively poorly, but he finished very strongly. Yeah. Lomakis has been okay all around. He started better and didn't quite, I think, sustain that mm. 
We can't give it to Williams because no, then he's doing it. It's going to be Gallant because otherwise, it's, <laughs> otherwise there's a Puma's bias forming here. Who's from Nelspruit? Who didn't tell us that? From <laughs> yeah. And and secretly been a Puma's fan this entire time, and he's just building us by being joke, trolling us by saying he's a Sharks fan, just so that we don't pick them and pick Pumas I'm over there. Reveal my secrets. Then. He does love Francois Kleinhans in our draft league. True. Yeah, I am a fan of the the Pumas. Uh, Everyone's a fan of the Puma, surely. Everyone's a fan yeah. of the Pumas and bicep curls. If only oh, they, yeah. if only Eddie Fisher didn't get injured, huh? Oh god, that would have been Wait, such a good one. <laughs> old so old man Fisher, the 23-year-old. Uncle Fisher. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so Galanto, Galanto, Blomakis. Um, yeah. I'm happy with Galanto. Oh, I think Galanto had a more, con- like he had a bad start, as you said, but I think he's, he's sustained a better better momentum than Blomicki sort of fizzled out rather than built. Uh, as, as I said, Galant's becoming the player we all want Damon Villanueva to be. Yeah. And I as mean, we saw, Villanueva was nowhere near. could be as well, to be fair. It's taken Galant a while to deliver as well. Yeah. yeah. Fair. True, true. He's not that young anymore. Yeah, uh, but he's also... i got to back him. He's my local boy from George. From George? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, him and CJ Sunday, you're putting together quite a team there, man. Yeah, and Akker. And, 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 and Duan. And Duan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's... And oh, someone else. We, we, didn't, we didn't talk about how fucking Stuart Hogg fucked it up for France. Oh, did he? Fucked he up for Scotland. Scotland, yeah. <laughs> he fucked it up in favour of France. Yeah. Um, he did fuck it again, up didn't France. he fuck it up in for Scotland against England as well, did he? Yeah. He has done yeah. it before, yeah. So... This was a more basic fuck up. Um, so he had a, it was like 82nd minute. He had a penalty about 40 meters out. Tried to be a hero, mistouch, game over. Idiot. Yeah, I mean, that's just. Uh... In, the, in the story. Poor guy. Uh... Right, that's my kettle whistling. Okay, fair. Um, I think let's run it out and I'll do, I'll mention. So Ben, what is. Before we say goodbye, I'll allude to Ben. We got an email today. Oh, yes, I don't know. Adam sent it. From from a guy. It might be spam. Um, yeah, I'm it not sure. It might ju- be a spam. I'm just going to shout we this out. We did information. So well, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know what it is. So the email is... Read it out. Should I just read the email in its entirety? Pull in Adam here. It's not no, you can just, just bring Adam in spirit. Okay, so... My name is Anuj Agawal. I'm the founder of Feedspot. I would like to personally congratulate you as your website, Elite Rugby Banter, so already <laughs> flawed, has been selected by our panelists. No, 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 no plural, so one, one cat, as one, of, as one of the top 20 super rugby podcasts on the web. I checked their site. We are fourth according to this list. So Running Rugby is ahead of us. Draft Rugby Podcast is ahead of us. Fergo and the Not Freak. Not even Fergo and the Freak is third, whoever the fuck they are, but they touch on league, so I don't think they count. And then us. So let me carry on. There's the URL if anyone wants it. It's blog.feedspot.com slash super rugby or super underscore rugby underscore podcasts. If anyone wants to go, I suggest not entering any details in. I think this is a RSS aggregator by the looks of it, but I don't know. Um, personally, I, gave, I give you a high oh, five. Oh, you deny, 
Right, so, so they, they work on the Ben metric. They gave us a high five and want to thank us for our contribution to the... I want to thank you for your contribution to this world. This is the most comprehensive list of top 20 super rugby podcasts on the internet. And I'm honored to have you as a part of this. So it's the most comprehensive list of 20 rugby podcasts. We'd be grateful if you can help us spread the word by briefly mentioning the top 20 super rugby podcast list in any of your upcoming posts. Please let me know. Best, Anuch. Seems like a nice guy. No, look, he's a nice guy, but I mean, I'm, I'm stressed that he called it. He, he congratulated us on our website. <laughs> also, I just checked the website. There's only 16. He died. Oh, God. It's not 20. Maybe, maybe there are only 16 in the world. <laughs> <laughs> there are only 16 super rugby podcasts. That's, That's why it's the most comprehensive is, top 20 list because he's found is, all 16. Is, is, is Mitch's one on there? Uh, I don't think so. I don't even scroll. But yeah, like, so it looks like just a site where, like, he just collects as many RSS feeds as possible. Podcast? But for some reason, we lost to Ardy Severe's podcast, which I think was quite unfair. No, Ardy. No, Because he's not South African. That one's got a fair enough, big enough fan base in Cape Town, I think. No, fair enough. Um, yeah, so on that bombshell, um, we're going to post our team list up on the Facebook group. Let's get some engagement. No, not, not on Twitter because our Twitter has been deleted. Yeah. Go so, hound Adam. Yeah, so hound Adam. Maybe, hound maybe, Adam maybe it can be the first thing we post on our new Twitter to get the people going. Oh, that's maybe not a bad idea. But yeah, so find us either on Facebook or Twitter. Um, Twitter to be announced what our actual handle will be Facebook you all know the group Elite Rugby Banter and if you're not on the group for some reason I'm sure one of the crack admins will let you on I mean there's a vetting process that they're very thorough about um, oh my god we, we let in like 50 guys that try sell us Ray-Bans and suddenly you're criticizing the vetting process I, I was going to let you remain nameless Ben and not out you as the admin who let through all these ray it's a lot of pressure on me at the moment with Alex not vetting guys no fair enough fair enough yeah. are we still asking about Quachasma being everyone's favorite I yeah. think so do we update that to Simone now yeah maybe update it to Simone now Ben more surprises uh, yeah literally I don't know how to do that so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who has us. the best mullet yeah which, which South African rugby player has the best mullet and why is it Zach Berger and then just <laughs> and allow only people who, who actually pick um, Reinhard Fenter as the best mullet actually because that's a trick question <laughs> uh, and then, we gotta get a mullet machine going huh? oh, yeah who this, this oh, thankfully this season's brought out a good few lockdown has brought up the lockdown's few. been good for the haircuts <laughs> yeah do we do we include good you in the mullet 15 posthumously no he's a traitor okay covered mullet yeah no fair okay um yeah so everyone thanks for listening ben thanks for joining me good luck with the rest of your ironing i'll finish the ironing oh good job i need to fold laundry at some point i think uh phil thanks for joining thank you for having me yeah no always a pleasure and ant thanks for joining us Oh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks. And fun. yeah, everyone, sorry I promised Adam would jump on late. Clearly, he's not going to.
That's why we took long, Adam. Not for any other reason. Yeah, we, we went long just for you, Adam, and we gave you all the chance in the world, but apparently not. I, li I, like, I like how you speak like Adam's going to listen to the pod. 